0: All right, who wants to hear about high octane adventures and the latest and greatest on the motor scene? It's time to rev it up with John and Jess on Joy
1: thirteen forty. Welcome back to Rev It Up with John and Jess, coming at you on Joy thirteen forty AM and ninety eight point seven FM.
0: There you go. We were having a little pre discussion here on how Jess should start the show, and before last, it's week, a lot it was of a little, pressure. It was a little more monotoned, obviously, because we were we have two tribute shows in a row here to pay um, to pay respects to. Last week was late and great um, Ken, Ken Block, Locke, obviously. I was trying to
1: be more somber.
0: You were trying to be more somber. But yes. I think both of these guys, the one we're discussing today, of course, is Robbie Knievel. Yes. The late and great son of Evil Knievel. Yes. And we have a couple of his toys out because everybody knows I'm a pretty big toy collector. And I have the, pretty much every single thing that Evil Knievel ever made. Yes. Including the Robbie Knievel dolls. Not one, but I think there's about four of them all together. Some of them we branded the packages. But... I think we still need to, like, step it up a little bit because these guys have just, I mean, Ken Block, of course, changing game. This family that we're going to talk about here, we can't do it in a half an hour. There's no way we could do it, all, no. all that. We have a lot of great things that we're going to be talking about this family, even going out to the museum and visiting them. I've had a chance to meet both of these guys, both Robbie. Oh, you had, did? Yeah, both Robbie and his dad. I um, went to a couple autograph signs with JR. Um, no,
1: meet. Evil passed away, like, 15 years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been gone for a while now. And, uh, again, I think these guys, you know, obviously Evil started way back when on Wide World of Sports. and I mm-hmm. believe it was 69, his first one, that he's on the air in his first jump and all that stuff. So they've been around for quite a while. And, of course, Robbie got into it, the son. Yes. The son got into it. Um, there's, you know, there's a couple people in family that are involved in it. There's a museum. The both of them are in there. Robbie was in there. I believe the first time I met Robbie was... Um, at one of the biker build offs back in the day. He actually did a tribute. and or He was actually going to do a stunt at one of the biker build offs on Discovery Channel way back 120 something years ago. I believe it was with Indian Larry and some of the other guys. And uh, he actually rode the tribute bikes. Kind of like did a parade with the guys out there. He was kind of mm-hmm. out there for a biker build off. So great guy. Obviously, a Harley rider and everything he's got going on. So again, we are tuning this one tribute to him. Um, I hate these stories when they go through again. Instead of doing what he loved and he enjoyed, he passed away from pancreatic, pancreatic cancer.
1: cancer, and that yeah. that is a terrible. Cancer is a terrible disease, but yeah. pancreatic cancer uh, will really do a number on you. My stepdad passed away from okay. pancreatic cancer, so it's 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 awful.
0: Yeah, it's I, well, I mean, it, the pancreatic cancer is you know, again, and we have we could go, we could do a whole show on that, but obviously we don't to do that, but it's. Um, of people who have passed away from this. Obviously, we've lost a lot of great loved ones mm-hmm. from this. I just had a my brother-in-law, Geary uh, Kowalke, passed away from that too. I mm-hmm. mean, so it's just like not the way you'd want to go, especially the way these men's lo- men live their lives, you know.
1: So if I may just give yeah, people a little bit it. of a background. Um, Robbie Knievel died on January 13th at the age of 60. He was born on May 7th, 1962, the second of four kids, and he was born Robert Edward Knievel second. Um, he's an American motorcyclist and stunt performer who is also known as Captain Robbie Knievel.
0: Captain, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Captain would, with a K. So one of the fun, Captain with a K, mm-hmm. of course. So one of the great things I always look up, back in the day when we were kids, of course, my obsession with Evil Knievel and the family came back in the late 70s, mm-hmm. back in the day, who well, these are for the, your older, well-versed listeners, obviously, now that I'm pushing close to... 50 here now these days. Yes. So back in the day when you would go through uh, wide Rule the Sports that was on uh, with Howard Cosell. Okay. Do you remember that at all? No. Okay. The, uh, Howard Cosell, you had a great talk. This is Howard Cosell, uh, you know, all these things. So there would be Evil Knievel would do a stunt show before something great, like a, a um, sporting event or any of these things. Sure. Thing. And then obviously you've seen all the posters and things that we have in the shop. So he was a, just a great guy. Robbie and them it just gives you obsessive. So back in the day, it was the mid to late seventies. Again, these toys here that we have, I don't even know the vintage of it. When Robbie Knievel's toys first came out, his was uh, so actually Robbie Knievel's first toy came out in nineteen seventy six.
1: Great year, uh, as yeah, I've so said. I
0: said. you are you going to say that? <laughs> so he had it on here as a teenage stuntman. Yeah. So that was that's that's pretty amazing stuff. So he's got it on there, and again, they did toy lines. These guys they did everything.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it was just it was great to see because. These guys were not taking, like, carbon fiber bikes and everything that's going on today. Mm-hmm. They were taking Harleys and just doing it, you know, and doing those
1: Well, stuff. I did see that Robbie used a Hondo. A Hondo. <laughs> I can't talk today. <laughs> oh, a, Honda, a Honda motocross bikes, whereas Evil used the Harley Davidsons yes, to do his stunts. That is correct. Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the—they were both amazing guys. They did it for a while, and a lot of people didn't really give him credit where it was due. I think so. That's just my take on it. Anybody can— you know, talk, argue, put their input on. I just think, you know, everything is all about evil. But Robbie was a very much a part of this for a long time.
1: I'd yeah. have to agree with that. Just based on what I've heard, mm-hmm. Robbie versus evil, yeah. it was evil all the time.
0: Yeah, I, I think he—and, again, these are just our takes. So we're not trying to be experts no. on any subject or anything. These are just opinions. And we always, you know, just like everybody says, opinions vary, you know. So we're—these are just our takes on it. And me as a fan since I've been a kid— I just always thought Robbie was never really given the recognition he should have. I would
1: say I agree with that. Yeah.
0: He lived in his dad's spotlight for a while, did everything. I mean, I, one of the interesting facts I looked up, the, back in the day, everybody always used to talk about how many bones Evil Knievel broke. Mm-hmm. Like, did he ever? Did he really break every bone in his body more than once? And I looked up here, how many bones did Evel, did Robbie Knievel break? Take a guess. Did you already look that one up?
1: I'm looking at my stats here. No, I did not see how many bones he broke Okay, how many so bones did he a, break? So,
0: for a guy that um, lived in his dad's shadow, Robbie Knievel actually broke 433 bone fractures a lot over of fractures. time. That's a lot of fractures, you know. Um, and then they say, um, you know, he, he's got it on there. And then, of course, they, you know, somebody's got a record for most broken bone fractures in the world and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, he's, you know, from Otterina, Nevada. You know, um, again, he is, um, this is usually how your, your take on it of siblings and, you know, daughters and stuff that he's got it on there. But he's, just an amazing, great guy. Um, he was a great guy to be around. I remember he was very talkative. A lot of people back in the day said, you know, Evil wasn't that great of a guy to talk to. but mm-hmm. in his early days. Mm-hmm. Robbie, when I met him a couple times at a couple different events, great guy. He'd always shake your hand. He'd do whatever. He loved what he was doing, you know. Um, but he's, you know, again.
1: Again, you'd have to because I can tell you what. I'm not going to line up to break 400 bones in my body. No. Or obviously, there's not 400 bones in your body, but you break yeah, a bone 400 and again, sometimes. And again, yeah,
0: 400. And some, if these I these were not bones. We're not counting like saying we have thirty right. bones. These were how many times he fractured. So 433 bones fractured.
1: Yeah, fractures, I would so. not be lining up to do that if I didn't <laughs> love it.
0: Yeah, no thanks. And, and they loved it. They loved the, um, you know, and and they they loved what they did, and they were just out there to getting getting the next show, getting the next thing to to, to please the fans.
1: Now, from what I read, he has three daughters and two grandkids, and he started. His career, if you will, jumping his bike at age four and riding motorcycles at age seven. That's and then at age 12, he was on tour with Evil, where he would perform in the pre-warm-up shows. And he never graduated to high school, but he eventually went solo and made his own record career. Made you know? his own record career.
0: Mm-hmm. He broke, broke a lot of records and stuff. And the other thing, I think when we were growing up as kids um, in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, a lot of kids, the Evil Knievel, uh phase was still really strong even though he did most of his stuff in the 70s but a lot of people were still following after him after more and more things got televised yeah so you could get you go to a store obviously like uh well, you know our big box stores back then kmart or jc pennies you know these are all stores that you kids never heard of so <laughs> you right but um <laughs> you'd see evil keneva bike or evil Knievel uh helmets or capes or any of this stuff like that i mean these, this is what these guys wore they were superheroes and yeah. the stars and stripes and of course you know robbie did the the blue suit with the stripes is these toys will show you and discuss. I mean, and one of the biggest things is these wind-up toys that they had back in the day that people still racing, you know, to rev them up that we have here on display right now in the video. There were just so many great things that they had, and it, it showed kids that they could do it. So what did they do? They made, there was a couple bikes that, I know BMX and these guys, they, they had a couple of evil Knievel bikes you could buy. Yeah. And in the evil Knievel collection, I've already, I've actually had one or two of these over the years that was an evil Knievel bike, and so what do you first learn on is your BMX?
1: Right. You yeah, pretended so you were evil. I did. Yeah,
0: everybody proud every proud you're evil. Or Robbie or whoever whoever you want to be. And I mean, um, you know, I mean I got I could get a million stories of that I remember jumping over dirt piles that are
1: Yeah. We um, made dirt piles too and ramps and yeah, stuff, yeah. Dirt
0: piles, ramps, wherever we could do it. Um plywood, piece of plywood yep. ramps and stuff like that.
1: Kids' I, bodies. What's that? Other kids' bodies. Yeah, you lay your
0: body yeah, you I lay your body. Right there. I think uh, um, <laughs> uh uh, my sister, Kristen will I to this one and, uh, the neighbors across the you know, on the, on the old Wazaki Road farmhouse there, we had, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. So we had to find something to do. It. And there was dirt piles. Of course, Randy, you know, drove dump trucks. So we'd always yep. bring dirt home and fill in whatever mm-hmm. we could. So we would, of course, jump in dirt piles, right? Yeah. All the time. And I remember one year I got a, I have no idea, some chrome bike. It wasn't no Hutch freestyle or something like that, but it was
1: cool like enough Not us. a mongoose? Not a mongoose. It wasn't a mongoose. <laughs>
0: But I remember, uh, I think it was Jason Brothers Jason's brother, and Nick, was making a, a plywood ramp just so we could do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had all these other guys over there, you know what I mean? They would always go through. And I remember jumping a dirt pile. That was probably, it was a dumb thing to do. We would go up a dirt pile. It was probably 10 feet tall back in the day. That's,
1: no, that's a dirt pile.
0: Well, and we'd do it. And I remember landing hard on it. And the plastic seat cracked, like yeah. hairline cracked. And, like, basically pinched the inside of my thigh, you know, those... <laughs> killer 80s shorts that we used to wear back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I, oh, my God. I think I, I don't want to. I, and, and, of course, we are dumb back then because, you don't, you, know, you wouldn't, you weren't standing up all the way. And, of course, where did the seat go? Right up your rear end. You don't know, yeah. so your tailbone. You laid there for a while. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. I mean, it was a good story. Right. It was a good story. So, yeah, there's a lot of ways evil influences over the years. And, I mean, everybody's got an evil story or a Robbie story on how they could do it. And that's how it all started. And these guys, then, of course, they jumped into motorcycles, wherever else they needed to, and started jumping stuff.
1: Yeah, he competed um over he completed over three hundred and forty jumps setting and setting twenty world records. Um Boy, but he is that also many? failed yes, but he also failed a lot, if not more.
0: Well you always fail. Absolutely. What well, that's the whole reason to keep going.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's an impressive record. So again, what 20, was that number? How many, how many world records? He completed three hundred and forty jumps.
0: You know?
1: Setting twenty world records.
0: Twenty world records. Yeah. See, and again, there, I, I just, I'm going to say it back again, that I do not think Robbie Knievel was given the accolades I, that he I, deserved. No. Because nobody's ever heard that. I mean, he, it was on the news. Mm-hmm. It was on the news. It got to a couple stations. It got to a couple things here. But I do not think over the years he was given the accolades of everything that he did. I mean, even when he was televised or YouTube or all this internet stuff came for, he wasn't even that well covered right. by people. And mm-hmm. I mean... Travis Pastrana did a bunch of tr- tributes to late Evil, of course. Yes. And I'm sure he had almost more views than Robbie did, of course, because Travis is following. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just think Robbie, Robbie was short played on a couple things in our, in my eyes. Yes. Yeah, it's a great thing. I mean, I look at all the stuff that Evil did over the years, and I'm not sure why. And maybe that's marketing and do whatever. But all the toys I have in my collection that started out in the late '70s, mm-hmm. or you know '74 on and stuff like that, of all the cars and the rocket machines and all that stuff like that. Look at all the stuff that Robbie did. Like, how come nobody picked him up on a toy line in the 80s or 90s? I don't know. That was huge. We had
1: an evil Knievel, at least one toy that I can remember. Mm. Never anything. Did I hear anything about Robbie growing up?
0: No. No. You, the, reason, the only, One of the biggest reasons was Robbie Knievel that came growing up. I, of course, knew there was a Robbie Knievel because I collected the toys. Sure. And there was one Robbie Knievel in a little blue suit. That was it. But as far as um, him carrying on the legacy and the name, there was nothing mentioned of that that. He he kind of got back on the TV a little while afterwards when, way back in the way I mentioned earlier on the show about the uh, biker build-off where he made a couple appearances on there, or he was at Full Throttle Saloon or stuff like that, but nothing major, and I just well, think on there.
1: nothing major per se, but um, for the TV, he starred in, a, in A&E series, Knievel's Wild Ride, and he made appearances on Chips, Hawaii Five-0, and co-starred with Lee Majors for a pilot series called Hollywood Stunts. And in 2017 they did do a documentary on him called Chasing Evil, the Robbie Knievel story.
0: Okay, when was the when was the Chasing Evil? What year was that?
1: 2017.
0: That was 2017. Yeah. Okay. There was a um that's maybe the one I would, I think the one they re- revisited him where he was uh, going on tour and I think back then he had a lot of um a lot of issues with uh, a lot of pain in his body and stuff like oh, that. I, I, I can't so. imagine that. No. But there was um I think a lot of people I, I I think he's a legend. I think he's a great guy. Everything is done. And I think a lot of people gave him flack on the internet because he wasn't showing up to some things here and there, but I mean like I mean how do you even get, I mean look at people that can not we can't even get let's face it we have a couple of businesses. We can't even get some people to work. You know, I mean right. let alone being in a crash and doing whatever like okay, where are you? Why aren't you here on time? You know, and then of course they you know they throw they don't throw shade at those people. But I, I really think justified unjustified
1: that, shade yeah. obviously.
0: No, I I just think he's a great guy. I I think it's just um uh the the family i mean everything they've done for the industry and the sport and what they've done for everything uh, i think it's great
1: now he's got some notable jumps one being that he because he often replicated evil's jumps but he he completed successfully the jump at caesar's palace whereas evil did the jump but then crashed that's where he had the pretty pretty serious crash and almost died
0: that is correct yeah Mm -hmm. and that is one thing that uh, has been replicated before and yeah, what year was that? to do did they have the notes?
1: That he replicated it? No, yes. but I know that Evils was in nineteen sixty seven.
0: Evils was in sixty seven oh. at Caesars Palace.
1: lot. Caesars Palace successful jump, April fourteenth, nineteen eighty nine in Las Vegas.
0: So that was eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay. So he did that uh, almost twenty years later.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So he did that almost twenty years and completed successfully. Yeah. Now a lot of people and again, I I, I don't you know, we're not here to bring you know, controversy or whatever. A lot of people are like, well, Evil didn't do it because, or Evil Evil didn't make it because he was driving a Harley. He was a heavier bike, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Sure. Like that. It doesn't matter. Give the man the accolades that are they're there for what he did. Yeah. That he completed the jump. And, I mean, I know it was a crazy solo event and stuff like that. I just think it should be more notified. And I, the thing that bugs me is when some of these great icons pass away, you know, there's so many that have, have gone. I mean, you know, you got Dale Earnhardt, you got, you know, we just talked about Ken Block, we've got uh, now Robbie Knievel. They hold, um, I guess they hold their place on the internet or social media for a while and then it kind of fades out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: That's anybody. I know it's anybody,
0: it's after a while, but I mean, I think there's more of a tribute that should be done uh, to these guys. I think the evil, uh, the Knievel family and stuff like that, I think there's more things that should be brought to them because. It just seems like every once in a while somebody will bring something up. But I think I think they, they again, they were a game changer on stunts, and they were the original stuntmen. Yes. And what they did.
1: just writing down some of his, I wrote down all of his televised jumps. Yeah. But each and every one of them was impressive, and I was like, I got to look that up. I got to look yeah. that up. But he did lots of performance jumps, um, jumping over limos, trucks, military vehicles, Hummers. Over pyrotechnics, airplanes, helicopters, and semis, his last jump was on October 29th in 2011 in California at the Spotlight 29 Casino. He jumped 150 feet over some semis.
0: Over 150 feet. Mm-hmm. Now I think that uh, the semi jump, that was the one I think he rec- uh, recreated that one for his dad. I believe we have that one poster over there in the shop also. Okay. Now, when he did the helicopters, those were the impressive ones also because well the helicopters. Is that the video we watched where the helicopter is actually spinning then you know, also? <laughs> yeah,
1: danger zone.
0: Yeah. Well, and uh, these are all things when they did the jumps and the testing. I mean, how do you test for this stuff? You know, like you just keep moving gotta the ramp you got to give it and keep going on. So
1: there was one I'd like to look up. It was the yeah. train jump in February 2000 in Texas. Um, he jumped over a moving locomotive and he hit the ramp at 80 miles an hour and the train destroyed the ramp like during the jump you know so he must have went over like this
0: yeah and the train oh, I, just, I
1: gotta look that up i'm gonna look it up when i leave
0: that's pretty impressive yeah, yeah. You make them, i mean and, and again all these things they did it for it was for the love of the sport is love for the industry but they did it for the entertainment for everybody mm-hmm. it's crazy I, and for them to be back on and still doing this i mean and again a very short-lived thing and people that are joining us and again we're this is a tribute to robbie knievel daredevil son of evil uh, passed away at 60, of pancreatic cancer. And he, but he never, he never gave up on it. He was still mm-hmm. doing stuff. And I think he's still signing autographs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and those who want to find out anything more on the Knieville family or any of this stuff, do we have any links for them? Did you find any of that out yeah?
1: I, I don't think you need links. You just literally search.
0: Yeah, literally. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if we were linking up anything. I'm sorry. I just always say that. But yeah, I mean, you look at them, uh look at them, out there. It's, it's, yeah, it's just amazing. You know, I mean. Um, stuff you can look up. I mean, we 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 looked it up. So about a week ago, after this happened, we were going to do a tribute to him, and it's uh, just he amazing what's out there.
1: Jumped from a building to another building.
0: Yeah, oh, that was in Vegas too, right? Uh,
1: yep, in yeah. February of '99, and okay. also the Grand Canyon jump in May of '99. I was just
0: going to bring up the Grand Canyon jump. Now that's an impressive one too, because I know back in the day, Evo did it in the in the rocket, and again, he did it, it was a cycle, right?
1: That I don't know. I okay. can't speak to that one.
0: Okay. Yeah. There's, um, it's, uh, it's an amazing stuff, what they have going on. And you guys at whoever, you know, teach your kids about it. Um, That was his,
1: the Grand Canyon jump. Um, he had his personal record of 228 feet on that jump.
0: 228 feet. Can you imagine that?
1: No. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) And I mean, how did, so how does the body prepare for the impact?
1: We talked about with Ken Block as, as how in shape you would have to be, to be a a driver like that. Can you imagine how in shape you have to be, to be a stunt person?
0: Well, Again, and I'm not knocking anybody racing on what you're doing. Again, Ken Block was in a driver's seat, shifting mm-hmm. and moving thing. That is a lot of upper body and stuff like that with yeah. your legs. Newer, but riding a motorcycle and jumping at 220 feet, taking the impact on your back, and yeah. else that's, on it, that's just crazy. One thing I want to bring up and show on video here, we'll kind of you can zoom up in there. But this is actually, I found a couple great ads, obviously, out of my Those
1: country. are cool.
0: So these are really cool. I want to show you these so you can look at these. Um, these are some of the great things. And I read these off of here. Um, these were the ones when, basically, all the stuff U.S. right into evil. You know, 1976. Basically, when a toy line really started good coming year. up for these guys. What's that? Good year. Good year. <laughs> yeah. If for those listening who can't get the hint, Jess was born in '76. So yeah, she's good year. younger than I am. So, but I really don't care about <laughs> again, we're not talking about your relationship issues on the show. So, anyways. <laughs> Um, but I mean, the, the the graphics on this stuff the, that is one great thing that I really have to say that brought me into not only collecting Evil Knievel but the boxes. Like, if anybody's ever been to my shop, a lot of people know that I have a huge collection, and I have all the original boxes of it yet.
1: That's cool.
0: Um, yeah, so that is one thing too. We can talk about that. That is the one show, Viva Knievel, uh, the one the movie that came up. So okay, um, so that was that was a big thing. But the graphics on these cartoon, or on these uh, the cartoons on the boxes of the toys is just amazing and that's why i've got a lot of the potion printed out the one that i really liked was ride to do adventure with evil knievel evil knievel super jet cycle and riding with with evil is robbie knievel on the back and you know we'll put this up on our you know we'll put this up on our social media website you can actually see evil's jumping on the oh, back there
1: he is okay obviously this one. never
0: happened in a jump obviously you know <laughs> but um um, they've got evil riding, and Robbie's like got his hands up, standing up on the back, right. like on there, like as a stunt thing. So it's stuff you could have done as a kid, and that would makes our toys and everything. I just say it's the greatest era ever for doing that with toys and everything. But it's a lot of really great stuff. So I figured you'd like to, have to print those off. No,
1: those are cool. Yeah.
0: Um, so that stuff, and you know, back in the day, he was already. People thought if you look at the second page there. If you look in there, um, there was a little cane. There's a little cane that evil's holding right there.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay.
0: So that is pretty funny because I associate, I mean, everybody knows me. I've always associated evil Evil with all things from my childhood. Back in the day, I mean, you guys, uh, some people know that we've had Roadkill uh, do episode at our yeah. shop. And when I sold them the AKA hey, He Hate Me truck, which Finnegan renamed it after, we had it. It was called the Slower back then. Uh-huh. Um, and me and Ryan Oshesky, uh, Matt Leopard, a lot of guys built that truck. And we sold it to Roadkill, what yeah. they call this. So one of the greatest things that I, I love the show. I love everything about the truck that we built. It was nothing crazy, just the barn find we did. But one of the biggest things in that show, when you first open up the garage door, and you're like, hey, the truck runs and drives, and Freiberger looks at the thing. He's like, we have an Evil Knievel. And Ellen, and Olivia, of course, my youngest two that uh, would we'll go through, they always play with the Evil Knievels. One of the biggest things is I had just came back from a state sale, own sale. we had another Evil Knievel doll, and we actually zip-tied it to the mirror on that truck. Yeah. And it made it, The evil Knievel made so many appearances through that show zip-tied in the front windshield of that thing. So it, was, so it was really neat. And and the reason I brought up the cane, because I had extra cane. We actually super glued it to his hand and left it in the car. According
1: to this yeah. advertisement.
0: Yeah, what's the advertisement? It's
1: called a swagger stick.
0: A swagger stick. <laughs> Not a cane. It's a
1: swagger stick.
0: <clears throat> Just as looking from the other room there, I bet she's got a, would, uh, would you sport a swagger stick? yeah totally would, would totally would so where do you think the swagger comes from
1: uh being evil can evil.
0: just just a just a the total badassery of Christ. being Right. yeah so I don't think Rod, Robbie ever had one but I mean but the, the swagger stick yeah
1: I think all senior citizens who sport a cane should now call them swagger
0: sticks swagger your
1: sticks. mom should be like hey Jess can you go get my swagger stick I'll be like uh, yes Marilyn I will
0: marilyn has got a couple of swagger sticks. She likes hitting people with the swagger sticks, though. She so does. I'm not really sure. She likes reaching out. Yeah. Somehow me and Randy always get hit with that, but it's okay. Randy more than I do, so it's okay. But the uh, the swagger stick that is, I tell you what, I just learned something new. I didn't know it said swagger stick in the advertisement.
1: You gotta have one, really. Yeah.
0: So what did they call the um, so evils on there? What was the exact name they always called the the wind up on there? The, the evil can evil toys. Anybody who's been a fan of this knows the toys. Uh, I know a couple of great friends of ours. We, you know, we don't um, have these toys. They come to our shop. I know uh, I had uh, Anthony Smith and all these guys. We kind of met up at the shop doing some stuff. We made some jokes about them doing some races and all that stuff. Everybody who goes through and the shop, the first thing they stop at, they look at all the diecast and everything like that. But they love. They they just stop dead at the Evil Knievel collection and they want to play with them right away. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun.
1: I love it when they spell out sound effects. So behind this little rocket cool? here, it says Scree!
0: Yeah, on <laughs> um, the old advertisement. That is so great, isn't it? I love it. <clears throat> yeah, and it's that was, the, that was the best part. I mean, these guys really changed the name, and it's great. I mean, so, um, I don't know, maybe we should get somebody else to start a new toy line at Evil. I know they brought a couple things back here and there, but uh, these kids, even the kids today, they, you know, all the kids from the neighborhood, they love playing in our toys over there. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Because so, they
1: don't know what good toys are, in my opinion, these days. Oh, that toys suck.
0: Nowadays, they actually suck. I mean, it's yeah. pretty sad when they go into our shop and collection and say, you know, we want to play with your stuff from yeah. the Evil Knievel in the 70s to the Star Wars stuff. I mean, it's in our showcases. And I'm like, it's just even the young kids that work for us, you know.
1: Well, uh, I said I wanted to take these outside when I was setting them up. I just want to go play in the rocks again. And I remember using, you know, the our, our motorcycle outside,
0: you know. Well, yeah, exactly. Using the mm-hmm. motorcycle outside. We actually tried it. And again, I don't know who it was. I'm sure it was probably me or jason or somebody else one of my neighbor buddies uh doing stuff but i remember winding it all the way up mm-hmm. and of course i'd wind up the bike and we'd go all the way through and somebody would back then we were pretty well versed at fireworks you know so you'd actually extend a, a wick on it yeah and then we'd actually do it and try to get him to blow up in the end oh gosh! well he had pyrotechnics. he jumped over right. stuff, so we'd try to blow right, it up right, right. so and of course you know i won't mention his name but my older brother aka randy um would uh, bring a, a couple of M80s out and like, give us a play with, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it was lighter, you know? Go play
1: with these in the you road. Know?
0: And we look at what kids do nowadays and, like, they're so protected yeah. over everything and they can't do this and they can't do that. And, you know, you're, you're vaccinated. And here, you know, we're given a, a lighter from your, you know, your older brother or your dad who's smoking some Cools or some Marlboro Lights. And here, just go play with a set of, right. thing of blackjacks, you know? Yeah. And I remember doing that with the you Knievo stuff. And remember the little pack of blackjacks you used to get? Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it one time in a barn where somebody lit it up and they threw it, right? Yeah. And they threw it and it all went up in the air. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Until I lit mine and somebody twisted the fuse too much and I went to go throw it, half of it went off in my hand and it exploded my whole side of my hand. Oh, good. Oh, that was great, you know, but uh, you know what, what did Dad say? I bet you won't do that again.
1: Right, and you didn't.
0: All right, again, uh, our condolences and... uh, To the family. Yeah, to the family, of the late and great Robbie Knievel, um, a man who uh, will never be forgotten, I can guarantee you that. Yeah. So...
1: Thanks for joining us. All right. Everybody thanks for, for joining us.
0: And next week, we will uh, rev it back up with some it great back new guests. Up, yeah. Who's your guest next week? Just don't know. Jeremy. She it's saying. Jeremy. Is it Jeremy? Yep. All right. We're from
1: gonna... Flat Out Friday.
0: Yeah. All right. So we got that coming on the air. So we're going to get this all done and taken care of. And uh, stay tuned for the next great thing. We go from one motorcycle great to talking guy who's making uh, motorcycles. What a
1: quinky dink. So,
0: all, right. all right. Have a great week, I'll everybody. See you later. Talk to you later. Everybody. Bye.
1: Bye.